In Dick of the Week, we talk about dirty stuff and use dirty language. We're rated M for mature. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick. 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 Dick of the week, dick, 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 dick of the week, dick, dick, dick of the week, dick, 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 give me that D-O. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Dick of the Week. I am Liz Zirkle, and I will be hosting by myself, which you know what that means. It's Dicking Around with Liz, volume, I don't know, at this point. I'll have to go back and see <laughs> what episode this is of the many episodes that we do when uh, Stephanie or another host can't be with me. So anyway, welcome. I apologize. It's been a hot minute. Uh, life has just been a little bonkers across the board, I think, for everybody. So I do apologize for that. Hopefully we can get back on track, um, whether Stephanie is able to record right now or if I find some people to co-host with me remotely or whatever the thing might be. But anyway, I hope you've been doing well. Normally I tell you what I've been reading, which has been a lot, so I'll keep it kind of simple. One book I read recently is called Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall. And it is probably one of my favorite books I've read this year in 2020. It is a a male-male relationship, and it takes place in England. And it's about this guy, Luke, who uh, he himself isn't famous per se, but he has famous parents, which means he's kind of grown up in the limelight. And he has gotten some bad press recently that could make him lose his job. So... He has to find a respectable boyfriend to kind of help fix his image. A friend sets him up with this guy, Oliver, and initially they hate each other, or he thinks they hate each other. He hates him. But in any good fake relationship, enemy to lovers, everything works out in the end, and it has some really great humor in it. The characters are really lovable, uh, but also flawed, like This author did a great job of showing how endearing they can be, but also how realistic and how pain-driven they can be. Uh, But it's wonderful, and I highly, highly recommend it. I also read Real Fake Love by Pippa Grant, which... (laughs) Was this also a fake relationship? Am I on a fake relationship kick right now? This is a fake relationship one. Okay, this is one that he's a professional baseball player um, and from a very big Italian family. And his grandma put this like family love curse thing on him. And uh, so she just he just wants to get his grandma and the rest of his family to be off his back. So he gets this fake girlfriend um, and the two of them live together. And, you know, it all just works out in the end, but it's hilarious. Pippa Grant makes some really, really funny books, um, and her characters are always amusing. This one had me laughing out loud a lot, so I'm sure I sounded really silly reading in my, in my basement while my husband was working and me just, like, giggling nonstop. But hey, might as well embrace it. And the most recent book I st- finished as in like yesterday, was Take a Hint, Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert. 
This was also a really, really good book. This is book two in the Brown Sisters. The first one was Get a Life, Chloe Brown, which I also enjoyed, but I like this one better. Danny Brown is the second oldest of the sisters. Um, She is a really driven, badass girl, woman. She is overweight and bisexual, and she's beautiful and she is very driven. Um, she's working on getting her PhD. She wants to be just like the best in her field and doesn't have time for romance. She just wants a fuck buddy. Well, enter Zafir, security guy for the academic building she works in, and they become good friends. And so this starts like about six months into them already being friends. And he's definitely more a relationship kind of guy. And the two of them just keep getting thrown together. And she's like, ah, this is the universe telling me that he's who my fuck buddy should be. And he's like, oh, no, I've secretly really liked her this entire time I've known her. But sure, sure, we can do the sex. That's fine. It won't make feelings happen. It's fine. Spoilers, it's not fine. (laughs) Um, I loved this book a lot. And the two of them are wonderful. She's such a a hard-ass character. She's independent. She thinks she knows what she wants in life. He's like your soft cinnamon roll all up in his field. He's an ex-rugby guy. He has some major family baggage and damage that happened in his past. Um, They're both just feel really realistic. And I'm glad I'm on this streak recently of like pretty realistic characters because sometimes over the top is fun, but it's also nice knowing these real flawed characters can find love too. Anyway, I had asked some people if they had any questions that they might want me to answer. So I'm going to try to do that now. (laughs) Okay, one person asked, when imagining characters, do you use who's on the cover or do you make up your own? And I'm not sure if this is meaning characters I write or characters I'm reading, so I'm going to do a two-parter. In terms of characters I'm reading, I don't normally pay too much attention to the cover. I've noticed sometimes, like, you know, they might describe a character one way, but then the cover model, who's normally really good looking, looks a totally different way. That doesn't always happen. I know, you know, if they talk about, like, tall, strong, dark hair, abs, then they try to have tall, strong, dark hair, abs, model dude, or, you know, blonde, whatever, woman. They try to do that, but it doesn't always work. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I enjoy coming up with what the characters look like a little bit more on my own. It's like when you watch or when you read a book and you really love that book and then they make a movie out of it and you see that actor and you're just like, oh, that's not at all what I was imagining for that character. And it doesn't like it's not like it ruins it, but like it takes a second for your brain to be like, oh, yeah, OK, that works, I guess. But in terms of characters I write, I typically try to find, like, a real-life person who is my inspiration for how that character looks, so then I can describe them based on that. And I haven't got to the point that I need to actually make a cover for a book yet. But I imagine that's going to be really difficult uh, if I do, like, real model people on the book covers. I can imagine I would just get so stuck trying to find people that looked correct. 
But on the flip side, I probably am going to do more of an illustrated cover because I just I do really like that trend. Um, and I, I like that the illustrations leave it a bit more up to the reader's interpretation of what they think that character looks like because there aren't as many details. And I appreciate that. I do like, though, when you're in like a, a an author's reader group on Facebook or wherever and they share what their inspiration was for their characters. I do. I, I like that. I like when people are like, oh, this character I was thinking was based off. I'm trying to think of someone who's a famous person. <laughs> Chris Evans is the only person I could think of right now. So I'm going to do that. And not because of his um, dick pic issue, but because a friend of mine, a book she's working on, Chris Evans, way before that was already her her inspiration for the way he looks. So that's in my brain right now because I've been thinking about her book. Anyway, uh, what else? Someone asked, do men read romance? Yes, they do. Not many. You know, it's still mostly a female-dominated world. And honestly, I kind of like it that way. But I'm also always open and willing to um, talk about romance to men and see if there are books that they would appreciate and like. Because... Why not? I mean, most books that men read and women, people in general, no matter your gender or sex, have some aspect of romance in there, right? Like, I was reading an article by uh, by a guy, which I'll try to find and link to the show notes um, about men reading romance, and he used the example of Born, like all the Born books. Normally, it's like he finds a woman, and they love each other, or at least enjoy sexing each other. And they're involved with each other throughout all the thriller and chase stuff that's happening. And then typically they end up happy in the end. Sometimes they don't. But, like, he gave the example that if the Born Identity books were were told by the perspective of the female, it would be classified probably as a a romantic suspense. I'm like, oh, that's really, really interesting, you know, that because it's a dude who the book is, you know, focusing on, even though he does have a romantic thread throughout the book. It's not the main focus, but it's a romantic thread that goes throughout the book that is important. The marketing and everything is way different. So I thought that was fascinating. But according to uh, the Romance Writer Writers of America, about 18% of men read romance. I saw in another article um, saying one in five, which is a slightly higher percentage, but around there. So it's like, you know, somewhere between 18 to 20% of men read romance, it will actually admit to it. Another person, though, um, Ben Mooney, who is from the Ring My Bell podcast, he was, I'm just going to read his uh, question altogether. If I spent my life believing romance novels were poorly written trash, oh, that hurts my heart so much, because society told me repeatedly that romance novels were poorly written trash, where would be a good place to start with romance novels that would help redirect this preconceived notion about the quality of romance novels? That's an excellent question, and one that I reached out to a couple of my romance reader and writer friends to get some of their ideas. So, author and dear friend Christina Mitchell has suggestions for you, Ben. She said specifically books by Jennifer Crusey, I think is how you spell it, C-R-U-S-I-E. She said Agnes and the Hitman, uh, but also Welcome to Temptation, and she had a couple other books by that author, including Bet Me. 
She said that Creasy is funny and her books tend to have some action and they're sexy, but they're not super romantical, uh, which is interesting. And I would say that a lot of guys probably like the books that have a bit more action to it. You know, there's the suspense, the romantic suspense and thriller books. There's also if you're into sci-fi or paranormal, there's all those kinds of options. But in terms of more just like contemporary fiction. My friend and author also, Mika Usher, was suggesting Take a Hint, Danny Brown, which I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, just because the characters are both so well written. It's interesting seeing a woman who is bi and black and overweight and just a fucking badass. Uh, She takes no shit. She knows what she wants in life, or at least she thinks she knows what she wants in life. And she's gonna make it happen and then the guy character is the one who is a bit more emotionally in tune to things and wants love wants a relationship and seeing how the two of them go from a no strings attached to falling in love is wonderful and I think and there's so much humor in that book there's so much heart in that book and you know seeing a a, a big strong male character dealing with anxiety issues. That's a whole big thing in that book is he has major anxiety issues and how he's been dealing with grief and loss uh, from his family. And he, you know, went to therapy. He started a foundation to help other men, young men, realize earlier on in life better coping mechanisms uh, to handle with their emotions. And I think that's all really lovely. And something that is worth being read by anyone, male, female, or otherwise, who uh, wants a good book. Oh, a book that all of us in this chat group, which, hi, Erin King, just saw that you added your thoughts too to the chat. She, She also says, welcome to Temptation or Bet Me. She said that she has recommended Red, White, and Royal Blue um, a few times to different male friends, and that's by Casey McKeeston, M-C-Q-U-I-S-T-O-N. And that was, a, that was a book that was on my list of books to recommend as well to men. Now, this is a male-male romance. So if that's not your thing, you know, no shame. But this would be a book you'd want to skip. If you're not sure if that's your thing or not in terms of romance, I say give it a try. It's so good. So the book takes place in 2019 to 2020, but not in the Trump era. So in 2016... Um, a a woman won the presidency and that's the main character Alex's mom Um, and then Alex and his sister are both half Mexican half white I think his mom is white because they talk about her being blonde but it's during election period again for the re-election and he Alex has uh, (laughs) the prince of the prince of Wales Henry is his sworn enemy and they have to play nice to help with like international relations and all that so they have to pretend to be best friends well we find out that Henry is secretly gay because as a prince like he's not allowed to be outwardly gay um and Alex doesn't realize that he's bi but he ends up that's probably a spoiler and I I apologize, but like the way his character's written from the beginning, I was like, oh, he's obviously bi. And then, you know, partly through the book, he was like, oh my God, am I bi? Yes, sir, you are. (laughs) But anyway, 
the two of them start from like a fake friendship to a real, real friendship to, oh, wow, I think I love you. And it's fun just seeing the, it's the president's son and the prince and how they have to have this outward relationship of just good friends and a secret sexual relationship and then more and then becomes more than just a sexual relationship. Uh, It's really, really well written. It's written in a way that took me a couple chapters to get used to. But once I got through the first like chapter or two, I was hooked and it's really good. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's a book that's really fun to read right now, given the current political shit going on and with the current potential re-election happening. This is the 2020 I want to be living in, not our current 2020. So if you want a book about politics, but also love and um, finding who you are, I highly suggest Red, White, and Royal Blue. And it just kind of gives me hope for (laughs) the future, even though it's not our real world. And then one other book is actually by one of the authors uh, in my friend group, but... I would recommend, and Erin agrees, Ready to Run by Mika Usher. It's book three in the Breakaway series, but can definitely be read as a solo. Each book is about different characters. I personally like reading books in order, just because other characters from the previous books do pop up as you keep going, but it's not necessary. But this is about a woman named Sunny Oliver, and she's a comic book artist. She's super into food and zombies um she she writes she is the illustrator of um a cartoon with her best friend called Zombitch. so that kind of just gives you an idea of the stuff she's into she's a tough girl she's awesome and it's about her brother's best friend ben owens who has been in her life for a long time but they kind of like they had been close and then weren't so close and you you pick up on the book before, which is her brother's book. I was like, oh, there's obviously something going on there. Because, like, they're at each other's throats. But it goes from, like, teasing and making fun of to, like, oh, yeah. There, there is some underlying tension going on there. So it's fun. I like, I always do enjoy a good um, sibling's best friend or best friend's sibling kind of romance like that that you get to see. But Mika is hilarious. She's a really funny writer. She's a very good writer. But I just think the characters in this book and the humor that's in it is something that, again, no matter how you identify, it's a book that any human could appreciate and enjoy. And I love it. And Mika is a fantastic writer. So you should check her out. And last but not least, and quite honestly, I meant to start with this book because this is the book that comes to my mind immediately when thinking about books that males might like is the bromance book club and really just the whole bromance book club series it is by Alyssa k adams and and it is about a bunch of dudes in nashville who are pretty high powered some of them are athletes some of them are business owners some of them are in politics some of them like they, they do all kinds of things but they're a group of powerful dudes who read romance novels they refer to them as their manuals to find love and fix problems and learn more about women. And so the first one is about a baseball player named Gavin, and he's actually already married, but his relationship is falling apart. And so one of his buddies is part of the Bromance Book Club and gets him to join. 
and through reading romance novels and through having just these open and honest conversations with these other bros, they all just learn more about themselves. They learn more about women's needs and women's pleasure. And they just, it's just, I love any book that has a bunch of guys who aren't afraid to share and talk about their emotions. You know, I love strong male friendships like that. But the book is, uh, it's very feminist. It's very anti-toxic masculinity, which is wonderful. But yeah, I can't recommend that one enough. It's so good. The second one in that series is called Undercover Bromance. And then the third book is coming out fairly soon. And that's called Crazy Stupid Bromance. I'm really excited for that one. But yeah, those are books that are most excellent reads. um, And I think are a great starting spot for men to get into. It actually ended up inspiring a real life man romance book club so that's kind of cool. That's like a thing now, I guess. Definitely check out the Romance Book Club. I think some of the other questions people ask were like romance books for pretentious people. But I feel like that's kind of just like uh, goes along almost like with the, the books that men would like. I mean, there's obviously pretentious non-men as well. But I think it's like a book, as long as it's well written, the characters are developed well. Like, you know, they put more than a week's worth of thought into the book something that's been crafted and not just thrown on the paper. I don't feel like the the category of romance should stop anybody. Like all the books I've mentioned today, both my the what I've read recently and the books that I would recommend to men, all of those I think are across the board books that people who might not normally read romance would enjoy and get a kick out of. The thing about romance is there's so many subgenres. I know we talk about this all the time, but there's literally something for everybody. You know, if you don't want to read explicit sex scenes, there's stuff for you. If you want all the sexy scenes, there's stuff for you. If you want horror, I'm sure that's a thing. I've never read it. I don't, (laughs) that's not, I don't think I want horror in my romance. But there's, you know, there's mafia, there's thriller, there's supernatural, there's sci-fi, there's aliens, there's, you know, rom-coms, there's cowboys, there's historical, like there's literally... If you're like, hmm, I really like this type of book, there would be something equivalent to that in romance. So, you know, you can always talk to your friends or me or Stephanie or whoever else to be like, hey, this is the type of thing I typically like to read. I'd like to dive into the world of romance. Help. (laughs) And if all the suggestions we already gave in this episode aren't enough, you know, surely if we don't have ideas, we have plenty of friends who would have ideas and we can get you something, something for everybody in the world of romance because it's wonderful. And especially right now during the pandemic, I personally think it's wonderful having something to read that I know it's going to be happy in the end. They might get you on a fucking emotional roller coaster to get there, but that just makes the happy ending all the better and all the sweeter and all the more deserved. So there you go. I guess just a little personal update still don't have a job should actually like put more effort into that but I've been making good progress on my book which makes me really happy I'm I've made some big changes and revisions and just kind of chugging along with that and I really really I'm putting this out in the universe I want my major revisions done by the start of NaNoWriMo NaNoWriMo whatever the fuck uh in November because I want to be able to focus on book two without having book one constantly in my brain. (laughs) So 
fingers crossed. Hopefully I get my act together and get more going. And yeah. Anyway, if there's any other questions or topics you want us to tackle, whether it's me on my own or with another co-host or with Stephanie or whatever else may be happening, please let us know. Contact us on Twitter at LNL Smutcast. Talk to us on Facebook, LNL Smutcast. You can tweet at me directly. I'm at Zirkinator. You can email us directly at lnlsmutcast at gmail.com. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. And we're on Instagram. So all the ways to get a hold of us if you have topic ideas, questions you want us to answer. But that's all for now. And hopefully I will talk to you soon. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye. This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit CalamityCast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.